Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adewumi, and I'm going to go through this teaching. And I pray that the Lord will give you understanding that is listening to this. We are going through the Bible, We're just teaching different passages in the Bible. This time I'm going to the Gospel Epistle of John, the first Epistle of John. And we're going to see briefly what Apostle John was teaching us in his epistle. In chapter 1, he talks generally on challenging us that what they have had before has manifested. And I'm going to explain that as we go forward. In chapter 2, he talks about we should sin not. In chapter 3, he talks about the Father's love for us. In chapter 4, he talks about testing every spirit. In chapter 5, he talks more about the love of God and that we already have eternal life. Let's go through it, and as I read the epistle, I will stop every verse, in some verses, not every verse, and explain and put in some more things that we may have to go from some Bible to comparing scriptures with scriptures. And I pray that the Lord will give you understanding. Now, this, I have talked a little bit on the gospel, uh, the epistle of John chapter 1, in some of my writings, where I talk about the faith for the supernatural. That is actually based on first epistle of John chapter 1, where Apostle Paul, Apostle John in verse 1 said, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. And I explained that in, in that faith for the supernatural, in my sermons, if you want, you can get that uh, booklet that says Fit for the Supernatural, where I preach on these first three verses. And what Apostle John was really alluding to was the fact that when they were growing up, they have heard stories of what God has done in the days of old. And they have heard stories of what how God did wonders for their fathers. And they were looking for that kind of power also. And that's what he was saying, that what we have heard from the beginning. See, it was from the beginning, we have heard about it, and we have seen it with our own eyes, which means this same spirit, we have mentioned it in some of my sermons, that it is a spirit that was manifesting, the spirit of God manifested through the prophets, and they did wonders. You know the story of Moses, God sent him out to go and do a, a, a job. And those are the things he said we have, it has been from the beginning, now it manifested to them, Apostle John, their generation also. So we have looked upon him and our hands have handled of the word of life. We call it the word of life. And that word of life is also a life that the Apostle John is the same one that wrote in the Gospel of John chapter 1 say, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him. And they say, in him 
was life, and the life was the light of men. And you can go, let me go quickly and read that Gospel of John chapter 1 to see how Apostle John presented it. He was talking about the same thing, that it is this word of life that was manifesting is actually a spirit. Now that also should make us to see that anyone that is doing that is following wickedness, you are actually following a spirit. You are a disciple of Satan if you are following wickedness. The devil is a spirit that is manifesting to those people that are wicked, whether they are arm robbers, whether they are just committing fornication and so on. They are following a spirit. And the lifestyle they have they have chosen those homosexuals, these called the gay and lesbians. They have been either possessed by a spirit or they are just following a spirit that is whispering to their mind, which is an obsession. Basically, they are following a spirit. Satanic spirit. Now we that are following the Lord Jesus Christ, we should recognize that and know that we are following the spirit of God. We are also following a spirit. And when Holy Ghost is in us, now we are possessed by the Spirit of God. And those, that was what the prophets of old had. That is, the Holy Spirit of God came upon them and they are following that spirit. And the Apostle John is referring to it that it is actually a spirit that has been manifesting to mankind from the beginning. And anyone that listens to him, he will come and live with you. And Jesus Christ finally came by himself. The same spirit that had been sending the prophets came by himself and put on a human body and said, I am he. And that was Apostle John's presentation of first epistle of John chapter 1. So when he said the same was in the beginning with God in gospel of John chapter 1 verse 2. So all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In verse 4 he said in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended not. And he went for like he said verse 8 verse 9 talking about the the Lord Jesus Christ and the Messiah, the light, the word of God, call him the word, and he also is the light. And verse 9 said, That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. That was the true light that lighted every man that cometh into the world. That is the same light of God, which is called the word of God. It lighted every man that cometh into the world. It's the same Jesus Christ. Now, he was the one that was manifesting to the men of old. And then Apostle John, in his epistle of first epistle of John, he said he manifested to us also. You can remember in some of my sermons, I told them, I told the people, listen, King David, in his writing Psalm 42, or is Psalm 44, he mentioned that that which our fathers have told us, they were also looking back in the past and seeing great things that God had done for their fathers in the past. And they were wanting to see that kind of great things also manifest in their time. So they were saying, oh, our fathers had faith with God and God did wonders. He divided the rest for our fathers and so on and so forth. And then, as after, in such a, Psalm 44, say, we have heard with our ears, oh God, our fathers have told us what God, what work thou did in their days, in the times of old. So even in the days of the King David, they were looking back and seeing what God did for their fathers. That the same spirit was manifesting, manifested through Moses to them, and signs and wonders happened, and through other prophets. King David now, we can look back at the days of King David and say, well, the same spirit manifested through David, King David, 
he was able to kill Goliath and many signs and wonders happened in, in that list also. So the, every time, every generation always look back to the things of the past, of the testimonies of God. Those are testimonies of God. So what Apostle John is telling us in the first epistle of John is that that which was from the beginning, this same spirit has been from the beginning, is now manifesting to them also. They were looking for him, but he now manifested, which we have seen with our eyes say, we have looked upon him, and our hands have handled of the word of life. It's a word of life, but it's a lifestyle. And it's saying, come and follow my lifestyle. When you follow the lifestyle of the Lord Jesus Christ, he will give you some supernatural things happening in your life also, as you follow him. And that is really what Apostle John was alluding to in the first epistle of John chapter 1. Verse 2 says, For the life was manifested. What do you mean by life? The life these prophets of old were living, whereby signs and wonders, great things happen to them. That life is actually they are following the spirit. That's what he was talking about. If you can read between the lines, the life the prophets of old were living, that great things happen through them. That life is actually a spirit they are following. And he said, it manifested unto us also. That's what Apostle John is saying in verse 2. For the life was manifested. He called him life. It's actually a spirit. He said, we have seen it. We've seen that life. And they also decided to follow that life, to follow that spirit, to live that lifestyle. And you will see signs and wonders how we follow you. That's why we can see the stories of Apostle John. According to stories, they said they tried to kill Apostle John in Rome. They couldn't kill him. Supernatural. They couldn't kill him. They finally ex exile him to the island of Patmos where he got the visitation by God when he wrote the book of uh, Revelations. See? But you see, life, the supernatural was the life they also said they have seen and they are bearing witness and they are telling us about the same thing. That's what he was referring to in verse 2. See, the life was manifested. That is, this spirit that we call life manifested. And we have seen it. Said, Apostle John said, we also have seen it. But we first heard about him, that he did wonder through our fathers. Now he manifested, and we have also seen it. And show unto you that eternal life. He's called it also eternal life. What does eternal life really mean? People assume that eternal life means, well, when we get to heaven, we will be having eternal life. Eternal life starts right from now. It's a life of God. Eternal life starts right from now. Apostle John will tell us in this his epistle, when we go to chapter 5, he said, we have already received eternal life. God has already given unto us eternal life. Well, the horse, we that are following Christ, God has given to us eternal life. And eternal life starts by living for Christ, by living, and then Christ come and live in you. That's it. He said, this is eternal life. And they may know thee only through God, and Jesus Christ who thou hast sent. That is eternal life. So now we already have the eternal life when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's the lifestyle of Christ that will give you all the powers of God manifesting in your life, talking to Father, talking to angels, the life of angels. And that eternal life, only those who have that eternal life will live forever on this planet uh, that God planned. Go and read the book of Revelation. That God is going to destroy all the wicked people from the earth, finally, and resurrect all the saints of God in the end to live again on this planet and live forever. And that is that eternal life manifested where only holy people are living upon the earth. So it, has, it started right from now when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and say you have that eternal life, which is the life of God. So what he was telling us then is that the life he's talking about is we are following a spirit. We are following a spirit. And that spirit is the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, this, he said the Lord is that spirit. 
The Lord Jesus Christ is that spirit that was manifesting to them. He manifested to a man called Enoch, our predecessor. And he walked with him until he disappeared and never see it. And we read about it. And he manifested to Noah, made him to escape the destruction of the world. Then he manifested to Abraham, told him how to live his life and please God. And his seed, through his seed, God himself will come and visit mankind. And he came as Lord Jesus Christ and visited mankind. The whole world is blessed by knowing Christ Jesus. said that this is eternal life. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ preached. Uh, preach. In the Gospel of John, chapter 17, the Lord Jesus Christ said, This is eternal life, that we might know God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. Look at it in the Gospel of John, chapter 17. The last prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ before he went to the cross, according to what Apostle John wrote down. And verse 2 and 3 of it, Apostle, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ was praying, He said, Father, the hour has come, glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. See, Jesus Christ is giving eternal life to as many as our God, Father God has called unto Christ. But still he said, and this is life eternal. See, what is this eternal life? It's, it's defining it to us right now, verse 3. The Lord Jesus Christ prayer is defining it to us. And this is the life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, which thou hast sent. You hear what I said? That is eternal life. Knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ is eternal life. So when you know God and you know Jesus Christ, you have eternal life already. And that is why I say only the believers in Christ who have been born again after that eternal life, and we are going to live on this planet forever and ever, those who are there will be resurrected. When the world has been taken over by the kingdom of God, and the dead in Christ will be resurrected. The wicked people will be taken out of the planet. Those who are dead in the end will be thrown and resurrected, be thrown into the lake of fire and among the wicked. Hell also will be cast into the lake of fire. According to the book of Revelation chapter 20, you can read it later then. Now, this is eternal life that we know God and know the Lord Jesus Christ who is, living, who is leading us, the spirit that is leading us. That's what Apostle John is referring to. Let's go back to the first episode of, our, of John. Because that's what we are describing. So, but I've preached this. If you want to go ahead and get that book called Faith for the Supernatural, where I explain more on the, the supernatural that followed the men of old. It is a spirit that was manifesting to them. And Apostle John said that spirit also has manifested to the apostles. And they were calling one another. Say, we have seen him. We have seen him. Who Moses wrote about this. Point to that also in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, when the disciples were calling one another. When they found out about the about the Messiah, when he manifested to them, look at Gospel of John chapter 1, from verse 44. See, when these men, one by one, saw and recognized this spirit that had been manifesting to the fathers and manifested to them in the form of the Lord Jesus Christ, they were calling one another that had been looking for this power too, because maybe they have some some rabbinic classes where they are doing uh, scripture studies and they, are, they know one another as, as uh, scholars of the of the scriptures. So when they found one of them found them, Andrew found that this is the Messiah because they saw the, the John the Baptist preaching that this Messiah is coming after him. And they were the disciples of John the Baptist. When they finally saw John the Baptist, said, this is him. In fact, Andrew was one of them. He ran to call his brother and say, we are finding him. He brought 
Simon Peter to Jesus Christ. And this is another example here. Philip, in verse 44 of the Gospel of John chapter 1. This is how they call one another to come and see him. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, as another friend of Philip, and said unto him, We have found him. Found who? Him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. He thought he was just son of Joseph. And Nathanael first said, Where well, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Then Philip said, Come and see. When Nathanael finally saw him and heard Jesus Christ talk to Nathanael about where Nathanael was some days, some hours ago, he knew that how can you know this unless you are the Messiah indeed? Nathanael finally said, Thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel in verse 49. When they saw him and recognized him, they were telling one another. Come and see. Come and see what Moses says is coming and it's already appeared to us. And that is what Apostle John was saying here in the first epistle of John. He said, Come and see what has appeared. We have seen that same spirit that has been manifesting to our fathers. Now it's manifesting to us also. Now, verse 3 of first epistle of John. I'll go back to first epistle of John chapter 1. See, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. Okay, so that's why we are also telling you so that you may know that. This thing is real. That ye also may have fellowship with us. Why is he say come and have fellowship with us? Because when you have fellowship with us, you will have fellowship with this spirit that we are following. And the spirit is Lord Jesus Christ. And he wants to manifest himself to you also. You begin to see that somebody is talking to you in your dreams and your vision. When you begin to follow the Lord Jesus Christ as we are prescribing to you. Because that's how we are following him. And you begin to see that is manifesting to you. He said, I will come and make my abode with you. That's exactly what it is. It is Christ, the Spirit of Christ, come and be living in you and living with you and guiding your life. That is what he's talking about here. You make an abode with us. And he is living with us. And when we fellowship together, it's only people of like minded that are fellowship with, with this spirit can think the same way, can talk the same way. That's why we are called saints of the Most High God. And we are inviting you, if you are not one of us as saints of God, we are inviting you to come and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior also, so that you also will have that fellowship with him that is from the beginning. And this is what Apostle John is using in the first episode to, to narrate to anyone that is reading that we are, fellowship, we are fellowship with his spirit. And when you come and fellowship with us, you will fellowship with that same spirit. But still, our first episode of John. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. So we are actually fellowship with God Almighty, the Father God, and with his Son Jesus Christ, the manifestation of God on earth. But first, and these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. It's for our own joy. It's when you receive Christ, you have a joy. A peace in your heart that you cannot get by drinking alcohol in the world because you'll be walking with angels fellowship with with angels and and with god almighty talking to you leading your life verse 5 this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you see what they learn from the lord jesus christ they are teaching us this is what christ said this is what christ wanted us how to live and when you begin to listen and follow this same Lord Jesus Christ will manifest to you. He said, I will come. He's not dead, he's alive. He wake up back to say, We are two or three are gathered together in my name. They are mine in the midst of them. So he's going to be manifesting to you as he has promised. And he went for that. 
This then is the message which we have heard of him. I'm reading first epistle of John, chapter 1, verse 5 now. He said, We declare unto you that God is light, and him is no darkness at all. There's no darkness with God at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, he said, We lie and do not the truth. You can't be walking with God that is light and still be walking in darkness because wherever the light appears, you know that in the world right now, if there's a room that is dark and you bring a candle, just a candle, it looks like that darkness suddenly disappeared. Also, when light appears, darkness you withdraw. And that's the same way, when you see you are walking with God, darkness, sin is darkness. All ungodliness, all immorality, they are darkness. So when you begin to walk with God, those ungodliness and immorality should fade away from your life. And that's what he's saying, that God is light. In him is no darkness at all, no sinful nature, no evil towards human imagination. So we are to cast down every evil thought the enemy is trying to throw at us, take them captive to the obedience of the word of God, what the Bible said. See, we have to captive every thought. Because the devil uses thoughts that he throws. It's not coming from you, it's coming from the outside. Whispering evil thoughts to your mind, just take it captive and say, No, the Bible said we couldn't do that, we are holy people. They that are born of God do not commit sin. The devil is whispering an idea of sin to you. you. Just say what the Bible says in the book of. This is my piece of John, we get to it in chapter 2 and 3. Say, whoever is born of God does not commit sin. That's the Bible for you. Say to your mind, say back to the devil that's whispering me from outside. And the devil knows it and they will run away from you. And you have to do that consistently. Resist the devil steadfastly in the faith. Is what the Bible says. That's how we do it. By quoting the scriptures back to the devil and back to any, any, any thought that comes to our mind. And you take those thoughts captive to the obedience of the word of God. The word of God is the, is the authority. Now, verse 6 of First John, First Epistle of John, again. If we say that we have fellowship with him, that is with God, and walk in darkness, he say we lie, and do not the truth. Now he's beginning to bring in the exhortation of after we say we have, we have, we are following this light, we have seen this this spirit that manifested to the men of old, and give them these supernatural things. Now we say we are following him. This is how he begins to tell us, if we are following, we should be walking in the light. Because he is light and there's no darkness with him at all. And that is why he's going to the fact that yes, we are fellowship with this father with our father God who is light and there should be no darkness. And if we say we are fellowship with him and we're still walking in darkness, say we are not telling the truth. So we should avoid every darkness, every sinful nature is darkness, every sinful thought, sinful behavior is darkness, every secret I uh, secret thing that you are doing secretly that is ungodly is darkness. And because God sees everything. Verse 7, that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, people that are like-minded, that are walking with him, we have fellowship with them. For example, he said, and then this, the blood of Jesus Christ is son cleanses us from all sin. See, this is a very important Bible verse. If you say you are walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be fellowship with those that are walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, light, and we walk with light. If you have some secret offenses, secretly, and you succumb to the midst of the fellowship of believers, you are deceiving yourself, of course, you are, you are not deceiving God. You may be deceiving those people that are that you are fellowshiping with, that they thought you are born again to, but secretly when you leave the fellowship of the brain, you went and do some secret things, ungodly things, and you think you are deceiving them, you are not deceiving them. You are not deceiving them. He said, if we walk in light, we have fellowship one with another. And if you feel that like you cannot fellowship with them, somehow maybe there's a darkness somewhere. I mean, you don't feel like 
you don't feel comfortable among these holy people. That means there's some darkness around you because either in their words they are going to condemn you, or you be you be feeling condemnation, you be feeling convicted of something, or by their lifestyle you feeling com conviction, then you cannot fellowship with them. But if you throw away all those darkness, you will be interested to fellowship in one with another. So if you see some people that are withdrawing from the fellowship of believers, maybe there's a darkness on it. It's not only a darkness that is well known sin. It may just be that pride. See? You know, pride is a sin. Because God cannot stand with pride. See, some people just want it to be known. They want to be seen. They want to be the one to talk. They want to be want to be to be put on the on the pedestal that they are great and this and that. And if you don't see that in the fellowship, you look like they are not recognized. They are not respected. They kind of want to withdraw. And that's they are not wanting to fellowship work with another. See? Some darkness is hiding somewhere. Some darkness. So darkness can be in many forms. It could be in form of a pride of wanting to be spiritual pride, we call it. Where they think they know better than everybody else. They know better than these people. And in, indirectly, they may not want to fellowship with these people anymore because they, they think they are not being recognized. That should be a form of darkness that God also will resist. You may know a lot of sin better, but if you are not humble enough, God also begin to withdraw from you. you see? Because it takes humility to do something to present to even be among some believers. But Jesus Christ condescended to men of low say, look at him, the great God from heaven, he went and was working with fishermen. That's why the Pharisees were wondering, how can this man, he should be working with we rabbis, we San Andreas. You know, he was not working with the San Andreas and the rabbis, he was working with the fishermen. He condescended so low and humbled himself and worked with the lowly people on earth. He knew more than them, and was still living with them, and even serving them. He said, look, I am among you as one that is serving. He should have sat down and said, you serve me. And all of them, should be, they would be glad to serve him. They was one serving. See, that's humility. Is what that's why I said, if there's some darkness of pride in in any believer, or in any of us, it should show, because you don't want to follow you with another anymore. That's one of the things you want to watch out for. If something is making you not to want to follow with one another because of Doctrine, it could also be doctrine that is having some darkness. Pride could be the cause of that darkness, or the doctrine is actually wrong. Even if doctrine is right and pride is riding the soldier of those that are presenting that doctrine, they don't want to fellowship with anybody anymore. And those who don't want to accept the doctrine, they, they also have their own pride, also that they don't want this type of a doctrine. They are settled with, they are satisfied with it wherever they are, they are satisfied with what they have, and that's also some pride. They don't want to move progress forward, you just want to stay in that uh, lowly position of uh, ignorance instead of coming to the light where they can know more. See, those are all the things. But see, if we fellowship one with another, then we are in the light. And the blood of Jesus Christ is so cleanses us from all sin. Verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, say we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins to the Lord Jesus Christ, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That we have to confess our sins to Him. Even this thing I was mentioning, pride and uh, being, uh, I'm not going to fellowship one another. It's an offense. If we confess to the Lord Jesus Christ, He's able to cleanse us so that we are humble enough, want to fellowship one people, want one with another. And his blood will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not just from that particular offense, from all other unrighteousness, his blood will cleanse us. But we have to come humbly and confess. If we say that we have not sinned, 
we make him a liar and his word is not known. That is, people can try to justify themselves when my word is saying. Justify themselves and say, well, this is not offense. Oh, this means these people just did something bad to me. Or you are trying to justify why you should behave like this. Why should you feel like this? That justifying oneself is not acceptable in the eyes of God. We must be humble. And when we are humble before him, then instead that we we are we are going to be cleansed. But if we say that we have not sinned, that means we are saying that's not an offense. We are making God a liar. If his word is condemning us and we are trying to say no, that's not a sin. So we pray that the Lord will give you understanding and make you to be humble. Because when you are humble, when you are humble, then you will get something from the Lord. When you humbly repent and ask God to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, he is able to cleanse you and to make you fellowship with him. Because when you fellowship with him, you be able to fellowship with one another that are fellowship with him. That's what Apostle John said in the beginning. He said, truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. So when you come and fellowship with us, and your heart is open and free to fellowship with the believers and with the saints, then you are fellowship with the Father. But if it is the darkness that you don't want to fellowship with the believers, then that darkness is also separating you from the Lord God you want to fellowship with. And it's when we are fellowship with him that we have access to all the blessings of God. I pray that the Lord will give you more understanding in this. And God bless you. Write to us and we shall send you some more exhortation. This is Gospel Distribution Evangelical Association. God bless you. Thank you.